listening to episode 44, chapter 3 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with John Opaluski, founder of Converge Coaching. John Opaluski is a graduate of Oral Roberts University. He served as a pastor for 15 years, and he's worked in the business world for nearly two decades, serving in multiple leadership roles. John's experience as a leader in both the church and business arenas has made him a sought-after international speaker, consultant, and mentor. He and his wife, Laura, founded Converge Coaching in 2012. How we deal with burnout depends on the severity of the person's situation. This is why it's so important to avoid burnout in the first place. Recovery can take several years in some cases, but recovery from burnout is possible. If you are experiencing burnout right now or are exhibiting early warning signs, there is hope for you. One of the most discouraging aspects of burnout is that you feel there is no hope for rest. You feel trapped in a perpetual cycle of striving for something you can't see because you've forgotten the reason you started on this path in the first place. But in this chapter, John Opaluski gives us hope as he discusses how he walks with leaders through the recovery process. You don't have to feel like you're stuck on life's hamster wheel, giving it 100% but not going anywhere. But you must be ready to learn a new way to live. You bring up identity, Chris, and I think that's a a really valuable point. Uh, So many of us, even if we do recognize that we're in burnout, um, our identities are so wrapped up in what we're doing, either in ministry or in the Christian life or whatever, that we feel like we can't make a shift of any kind, because if we do, we'll lose our identity. And I think that's one of the, the things that I really like about your story. Here you were a pastor. Yep. And then you shifted to the business world. What was that like, and how did that impact your recovery? Well, the uh, the shift to the business world was, at the beginning, uh, it felt somewhat defeating, uh, to be honest. Um, I thought uh, I had lost my calling. And, uh, and, but, you know, interestingly enough, guys, I found that, I found out that I started pastoring people in the corporate environment, Mm. not on purpose. It, it just seemed like that calling was still there, but the way it was expressed being expressed, it was being expressed in a different setting. Mm -hmm. Um, so my congregation wasn't primarily believers. It was primarily unbelievers. And, um, and I found that people who don't know Jesus need pastoring too. Uh, they need somebody they can talk to, somebody who they can trust, uh, somebody who actually cares about them. And um, and so the, it didn't take me long to figure that part of it out. But what took me longer to figure out is, God, why am I even here? Why am I in the business world? I, I, I'm still confused about that. But it wasn't really until we started working with leaders directly that I began to see the genius of God in all of it, <laughs> that, that leaders don't need, just need help in their personal life. They need help on the professional side of their life, too. And, and the business world was an amazing training ground for me. 
Um, I learned, I, I was just telling somebody today, I can't remember one of my calls today. I said, I think I learned more about leadership and accountability and, and, and innovation and developing people in the business world than I ever did in, in the church world. And so the business world was school for me. It was, I had to learn a whole new trade. So that was part of it. But God was teaching me things in that environment that I had no idea he was going to leverage for what we do now. And so I, I really loved the 20 years in the corporate world. There, there were a few things I didn't like about it, but it was an amazing stretch of time. And, uh, and it's helped us do what we do now much, much better. On average, um, how long would you say that it takes people to recover from burnout? Which I know I don't want to. I don't want to try to generalize that, and yeah. I want to recognize the irony in this. A lot of us, when we when we hit that point of burnout, we want to know how quickly can I get past this so that I can get back to doing life as fast as I was before. Right. Um, how long? How long would you say it kind of takes us to recover? Uh, not just from burnout, but to learn a new lifestyle and make a shift into a healthy lifestyle? Okay, so that's a two-part question, actually. Yeah. Um, so reco uh, recovery time depends on a lot of factors, guys. Uh, one, the severity of the burnout. You know, for me, I was, I was suicidal. Right? So recovery for me is, is going to take longer. Uh, just because of the severity of it, I think the I think that the another factor is the diligence of the person who is recovering. You know, so some people don't work very hard at their recovery, and it takes longer. Other people are very diligent about it, and it, and it speeds up the process to some degree. And I think the other factor is what you mean by recovery. You know, if if yeah. you you know, so recovery is, is kind of a vague word, right? Um, but but here's here's some of the signs of improvement that we look for when we're working with a client. So here's here, here are actual statements that clients have told me recently that we've been working with. They say things like, John, I feel like I'm dreaming again. That's a signal to me they're getting better. Uh, John, I feel like uh, I have energy again. I'm creative again. Uh, and I think I might be diving into one of your other questions that you're going to ask me. But that journey, the length of that journey uh, depends. You know, uh, if if somebody comes to us and they are, let's say, if a 10 is you're suicidal uh, or, you know, it's going to take us longer to see them helped. And we're going to involve their network in a deep way. Uh, we're going to involve a counselor. We're going to involve their doctor. You know, there's a whole team that's going to come around them. But let's say they're not suicidal, but they're, they're exhibiting signs of burnout and, and, and depression. If they're diligent in working on, uh, it's a multifaceted, multi-pronged attack against this. And if they're very diligent with it, usually within a couple of months, they start saying things like, hey, I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to dream again. Um, and that's not full recovery. That's just That's just signals that there is hope. You know, and that life mm -hmm. is starting to return, not hopefully not to normal, but a new normal, a, a healthier normal. So we see people start feeling better within a couple of months sometimes. Sometimes it takes about six, six months for them to feel like they can function well again. 
But really, like a full recovery, depending on the severity of the burnout, can actually take several years. Mm-hmm. Um, which, when you think about it, is one of the reasons you don't ever want to go down that path because it it just takes so long to get healthy again. Yeah, that's so a good. Sorry point. that I'm not really <laughs> specific with the answer, but that's really, I think, the best I can do. Well, I think I think I was expecting a non-specific answer just because our tendency is to want a very specific answer so that we can just get past the hurdle and not yeah. make a life change. Yeah. Right. And I think it's it's helpful for people to see you know what the uh what those symptoms and patterns look like on either side and 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 again, it underscores why it's so important to try to avoid burnout as much as possible to put some of these uh, protective measures in place uh, so that we don't go down that path. Um, so, so I guess speaking of that, let me ask this question: what What are some of the things that you walk through with uh, with clients then on on like a like a plan or to get them from burnout to recovery? And then I guess are these the same things that that help go in for preventative uh, measures to to place in your life? Uh, to a large degree, yes. The answer to that is yes. So okay. we we take a two-phase approach. Two pro, uh, we, we say, guys, this is going to happen in two phases. First phase is stabilization. It's it's triage. We just want to get you steady and stable. Mm-hmm. Sec, phase two is life change, where we're going to learn a new way to live our life so that we don't ever come back down this path again. And if we start down that path again, we'll recognize it very quickly and be able to make adjustments. So. Mm-hmm. The triage or the the uh, the stabilization phase, we ask them to start to work in several areas. One, go see your doctor, get a physical, make sure that there aren't a physical or hormonal issues that are are contributing to this, because that can can very well happen. Secondly, if you're if you are thinking dark thoughts, uh, we want to get you to a counselor. We're not counselors, we're coaches, we're mentors. Um, and uh, because counselors have this amazing ability to unpack, help you unpack things that are deep, they're, they're professional wound scrubbers. You know, they, they know how to scrub out a wound really, really well. Um, we, so we ask them to, to, uh, set an appointment with the therapist. And if they don't know one, then we, we help them find one. Um, the third piece is we ask them to get their bodies moving, um, Get into some sort of regular exercise program. Check with your doctor first, but you know, start walking. When I was recovering from that depression all those years ago, when I was a lead pastor, I didn't belong to a gym at the time, but I got out and I walked every day, rain or shine, snow or not, because I was determined I wanted I wanted to get better. And so, exercise and getting your body in motion is a huge part of stabilizing yourself. The next piece is putting some good relationships into your life. Pastors struggle with friendship at such a large degree. I think Barna came out with a study in 2017 that said 66% of lead pastors in the United States have no deep friendships. Mm. Wow. And that really bothers me, guys, because I don't know how you get how you stay healthy without good friendship in your life. So we we really challenge them to begin nurturing replenishing relationships and then the then and then the last piece and, and part of that too on the relationship side if i could just interject one more thing is i want them to be around people who they can laugh with 
because laughter and joy is, is medicinal. Uh, and then the last piece is really taking a hard look at their, their calendar and their schedule, getting them to commit to taking a day off every week, getting them to commit to punch out and clock out at a certain time every day, as ministry happens all the time, right? And, and if you're not intentional, you can be you can be doing ministry work 1030 at night all the time. And, you know, pretty soon it just takes over. So those are kind of like the five components, you know, that we, we try to help them with. Yeah. And, and and when we meet with them, we're always asking them, tell how are you doing in these five areas? And when they apply themselves there, it, within a couple of months, they seem to just stabilize. And now we can start dealing with some deeper issues in their life, like identity, um, like how do I manage anger in my life? How, how do I protect myself from people who are abusive? How do I become my own best friend instead of my own worst critic? Um, how do I actually f- fill up the emotional tank on a regular basis so I don't I don't go down this path again? And and that all has to do with learning a new way to live. So that's kind of our approach to it. It's two phase. I'm not saying it's the only way that works, but for us, we found that to be super effective. After listening to our conversation with John so far, if you find yourself thinking you may be burnt out, I want to encourage you. Recognizing that you may be burning out is a great start to recovery, but I don't want you to rush and try to move through recovery as fast as possible. This healing process takes time, and there are things that need to happen in your life in the healing process. It could be that you need to spend more time with a professional counselor. It could also be that you need to walk with a coach who can help you put new lifestyle practices in place. It takes time to build a new lifestyle, and it requires rethinking all of your life, not just the points at which you feel the pain the most. As John noted, there are two stages of recovery. One is getting back to a stable life where the threat is no longer deadly. It's what he called triage. Once that happens, you'll be able to begin the journey of healing the deeper, underlying issues that caused the burnout in the first place. Again, these issues take time to resolve, sometimes even years. But here's the most encouraging part, in my opinion. God is there walking with us the entire time. For John, as he left what he thought was his life's calling as a pastor and started work in the business world, it felt as though he had been defeated. But even in that place, where he thought he was leaving his calling, God used his burnout to help others in the business world. So as you go through this healing process, I want to challenge you to meditate on God's presence in your life. And even if you feel as though things couldn't get any worse, remember that God is there with you and that you are his child. And as difficult as it may be to say, begin to tell yourself, that's enough for the present moment. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we wanna help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible 
if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about John's work, check out convergecoach.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where John unpacks a few ways leaders can create healthy lifestyles and relationships that will help prevent burnout. If you want to step to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.